You're listening to the No Name Photo Show. It's not spouse approved. It may or may not be safe for work. We'll see. And now here's your host, Brian Matias, and me, Sharky James. So, Brian, here we are, episode 28. We have Octovision tuppled our episode output, Sharky. Octovision tuppled, you say. That's awesome. That's like eight vision tuples or something, but somehow there's a two in there. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Octo plus 20. Wow. Four score and seven years ago, we're going to get to what's on today's show. So why don't you tell us? Sure. So uh, we are going to have a theme for episode 28, Sharky, and that's kind of uh, dumb things that photographers do. And the first one, you had sent me this article yesterday, I think, when I saw the headline, I just laughed, uh, even though it's, it's you know, not funny per se. But the title of this, of this article was from Petapixel called Photographer Receiving Death Threats for Using Live Ducklings and Bunnies. Not a topic you typically hear about every day. And then the second one is, this is an article from last week, but it made the rounds where, man, oh man, this photographer and model plead guilty to a nude shoot at a busy strip mall of all places. So kind of dumb things that, that photographers can do. And I guess we like it because it gives us things to talk about on the show. We talk about this over the years on the Petapixel Photography Podcast. Thank you. I got that in there early about these just incredibly stupid things photographers do. Anytime you have a large amount of people, there's going to be a couple idiots out there. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, the stupidity, sometimes it ranges from comical, where fortunately no one's hurt per se or, you know, anything's damaged. We just kind of, you know, you shake your head to the really like, I'm going to crash my drone into the Grand Prismatic uh, at Yellowstone National Park and put a lithium battery, you know, that kind of battery acid into a geologic kind of hot spring uh, and just ruin nature. Let's start, Sharky, with this first article. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm looking at it, and again, we're going to link to these uh, in the show notes at nonamephotoshow.com, but when you look at the featured image of this Petapixel article, photographer receiving death threats for using live ducklings and bunnies, it's these two photos put side by side with, of little toddlers, but their faces are blurred out, and it's just like, it, it looks really, and there's like a tweet that's totally redacted. Here's the thing, Sharky. Let's, let's just kind of break it down. There's a photographer, her name's Mercer Harris from Washington, Georgia. And the article says that there's a population of 4,295. So apparently he took these photos, you know, he's he's spent, uh, I guess, 30 years as a professional portrait photographer, according to the article. And he started offering these shoots with live ducklings, so baby ducks, about 10 years ago. Now, listen, I don't know. <laughs> I've never in my entire career as a photographer ever had the quantum leap to say, you know what, I think I'd like to introduce live ducklings and bunnies in photos. I'm not a portrait photographer, but I don't think I ever would. But so long and short of it is uh, these photos came out from one of his shoots or several of his shoots, and it depicts these little kids and these toddlers holding baby ducklings. And this one photo of a baby, like an infant holding a duckling kind of upside down by its leg. And another one, a toddler or a little kid holding a bunny by its ear. And, you know, when you just look at it at face value, it doesn't look very, very good. You know, it doesn't look, it looks like it could be painful. So Sharky, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? I can't believe this has become a thing. So, you know, in his market, and it's like 5,000 people in his town or whatever, people see these photos now. And then it's like, hey, can we do this shoot where, you know, my kid plays with the bunnies and the and the little chicks and stuff? And over time, you're going to have things like this where and he actually photographed this. The one kid like you were talking about is holding this white bunny by the ear. The bunny isn't supported on something and then he's holding the ear. He's hanging by his ear. So it'd be like grabbing somebody by their pinky 
or their ear and just dangling them. That can't possibly be good. Sure. And, you know, when you have toddlers and you have little kids, they're going to do things. You might break a little duckling's leg or something. And what happens to these animals afterward? Does he just let them go? A lot of people in the comments online have said, you know, oh, yeah, I know this photographer that does this shoot. And when they're done after, you know, the Easter season, because that's when they do these bunnies. That's why they're doing it this time of year. As we record this, it's almost Easter time. So they're doing these shoots, these spring shoots, these Easter shoots with little chicks and bunnies. And then when they're done, they a lot of people just let them go. They just go put them out in a field somewhere or out at the park. And it's like, all right, thanks. You've done your job. See you later. You know, quacky one, two, three, four and whatever. And little bunny, whatever his name is. But, you know, OK, so we're not experts. We don't know if this is bad or not, but experts have weighed in on this. And so over on Petapixel, there's a quote, and it's from the RSPCA, which in the UK, which I'm guessing is the Royal Society for the Protection of, I don't know, cuckoo animals, something like that, whatever it is. Not just animals, but cuckoo animals. <laughs> cuckoo. I don't know. RS, I can't remember what this stuff stands for, but I was probably like 80% of the way there as you Google it. And so while you're bringing that up, the quote says... I, I, I did bring it up, and it's the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. That's right. The word of cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of it. So I just vamped. I just went with it. So I was like 80% of the way there. That was, you know, right. that's a B. That's a solid B right there. I'll give you a B. <laughs> Thank you. Don't do shoots with Bs, by the way. That's probably a bad thing. According to them, they say, quote, never pick rabbits up by their ears. It would be extremely stressful and is highly likely to injure them. End quote. So there you go right there. Maybe just don't do shoots with rabbits. That probably shouldn't be a thing that you do. Now, another organization weighed in, the Tranquility Trail Animal Sanctuary. Who knows where that is? But they say, quote, young children should not be allowed to pick up a rabbit as the rabbit has powerful back legs and can scratch very deeply. That's interesting. That makes for a better shoot right there. Anytime you can draw blood. Also, a rabbit can break its own back by struggling if it's held incorrectly, end quote. So here you go. You've got two different authorities that say don't shoot with rabbits and probably no one weighed in on the ducks. But here's the thing. Um, yes, this is there's a lot of common sense should prevail here. And it's it is it does look like this photographer is simply capitalizing on the season, as you brought up, Sharky, with it being Easter soon. Uh, and Easter is synonymous with bunnies and eggs and stuff like that. So the thing that gets to me uh, and this is just internet, right? You So this kind of gets out there and then uh, you start to see this kind of justice by social media and this photographer started getting death threats and people, you know, wishing, you know, cancer on him and all this stuff. And this is where, um, <laughs> I don't know, like it, it, I, and I am a massive animal lover. And I mean, there are times where I will, you know, choose a, a dog over a person, uh, you know, especially this day and age. But the point is that it is unfortunate and it's a commentary uh, of the times uh, and what it means to be uh, putting yourself out there as a photographer, especially a professional photographer, because you put yourself out there. So this guy put himself out there. Clearly, the common sense uh, wasn't there. And he he's he's basically done. Like, I think it said somewhere that he had to shut down most of his social media. You know, he was just getting threats and the stuff. And I don't condone that at all. I think that that's that's garbage. Um, I've, I just don't understand what would make someone, you see a, this kind of a photo and then it turns you instinctively to want to wish someone cancer or death. And to me, that's just, 
That's just awful. I mean, that's just awful. And and you know what's interesting? Get this, Sharky. So in the middle of the post here, there's a poll. And the question asks, do you think it's acceptable to do photo shoots with young children and live animals? And there are three options. First one is yes, with proper supervision. Second one is yes, but only certain animals. And third is no, live animals are never acceptable. Now, um, I actually selected uh, the the whole having two options, one yes with proper supervision and yes with only certain animals. I don't see why one or the other. Those You should always have proper supervision with children and live animals. doesn't matter. So I actually selected yes, but only certain animals because I think, for instance, a pony or something, you know, or, you know, just even a, a, a bunny or a duck, a duckling, like if it's properly supervised, it, it, you know, as long as it's done well, I don't see uh, why is there a problem with that, Sharky? Like, uh, and again, I'm I'm prefacing it. Uh, you know, if you want to take a photo with your baby and a duckling, as long as the duckling's not being manhandled or you know you're lifting a bunny by its ears, as long as the child is safe and the animals are safe. I mean, people, uh, directors use animals and kids in movies for years. You don't see people wishing death threats on them because it's done properly. So I don't think the photographer um, needs to be nailed to a cross for doing this. I think the biggest issue, and I'm sure he's learned his lesson, is not to do it in such a, I don't know, kind of like irresponsible way. But it is unfortunate because I, I don't know how this guy will, you know, in such a small town will be able to recover. You just made an accidental dad joke. You said nailed to the cross. And here we are talking about Easter. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's you know what? That's true. And that's, that's totally bad. <laughs> that was completely inappropriate by accident. Way to go, yeah. Matias. And I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a dad to dogs. We don't have any kids of our own, but yeah. That was inappropriate. So for yeah. all the world's Christians, that was accidental. That was totally accidental. I thought I'd point it out because somebody would. So I just beat you to it, guy. But see, here's the thing. In a movie or whatever, it might be brief. It's not a photo shoot like this. It's The kids know what they're doing. There's highly trained people here. In this situation, it's a guy who does a shoot once a year. You know, like maybe he does it for a day or two. Maybe he does, I don't know, 10 of these shoots once a year. He's not necessarily an expert, but he's got some experience with this sort of thing. But what's to stop a kid from quickly grabbing at a duckling and breaking its leg or just, you know, grabbing the ear of the bunny? And before you can react, you're behind the camera five, six feet away. Mom isn't paying attention. So now you're putting the safety of the animal in mom's hands, who's not an expert. You might be an expert, but you're behind the camera. So that's where things can really go south right there. And you know what? Just rolling this into a situation where people who do these kind of shoots also obviously, you know, shoot newborns and such. And we've all seen the photo of somebody. Well, you don't see them holding it, but you see like some cloth or whatever around the baby and they're being suspended by that. You know what I'm talking about? You ever seen those newborn photos? I think so. Like they're swaddled in like a cloth and yeah. Yeah, but so they're being suspended. So there's nothing, right. you know, below them. So some people are so foolish that they will do that and they don't use the proper cloth because, you know, you're putting a baby's, you know, babies are really fragile. I mean, we're talking newborns. You need to protect their neck and everything in their head. And they might hold it up who knows how many feet off the ground because they're not smart. Instead of having like maybe like a padded kind of thing right below it and just shooting, you know, framing it or even just shooting it and photoshopping out the other parts. There have been people in the past that have shot that and babies have dropped. I don't think anyone's died or gotten seriously injured, but that's negligence right there. So photographers need to have liability insurance first off in case something bad happens. 
Yeah, listen, uh, ultimately, I don't know. I believe that they're with the proper supervision, with the proper care. I wouldn't just say, no, this shouldn't be done. However, clearly that wasn't the case here. And in no circumstance, really, do I, I there was a quote I was reading in the article where, geez, it says, um, so so f- to cover one of the things you brought up earlier about, you know, the the kind of short time frame that these ducks, uh, ducklings are being used. So uh, according to the article, it says the ducklings are purchased for the two days of those shoots every year. And then afterwards, uh, basically the ducks and the bunnies are donated to private homes where otherwise they might be sold to commercial growers and then, you know, slaughtered for food. So, okay, whether, you know, let's assume that that's true, that's great. But here's the quote from uh, the photographer, Harris. People have just blown this thing way out of proportion, threatening our customers and our children. I don't know where telling someone that you want to slit their throat is all right. That's just beyond the pale. And in that sense, I can't agree uh, more. You know, to me, it just shows you you instantly ruin any credibility if your knee-jerk response is to threaten other people. Like that to me, you're 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 subhuman to me. Uh and, and really I have no time for you. And if someone in the audience is like, Yeah, I'm I threaten, I don't want you to listen to this show. I don't want to have you as a listener. That is subhuman. To wish someone death is is you you you're you're not a decent person. There's something wrong with you, and, and it really does uh, get to the core of me because there's just so much of this right now going on. You know, seeing that, like I see these comments, these visceral comments, these visceral re- responses, is um is just really something else. So you're probably not okay with them wishing that the bunny bites him or something. That's probably not acceptable as well. Or or the duck, like the duck can't take a take a snap at him. Well, listen, if the duck bites the you know that's just a lack of supervision and that's you know not understanding the animals and if no i don't have any if if um if an animal responds a certain way negatively or whatnot you can't it, it, with an animal animals operate on instinct and of course there is some there is some kind of sentience to degree especially when you get to with like dogs and monkeys and i don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole however for the most part these animals especially let's talk about rabbits and what sharky i see you laughing did you just say too far down the rabbit hole did you mean to say that you made a dad joke i did another inadvertent one Wow, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm in the zone, Sharky, with this. But it, listen, if an animal, if a dog or a rabbit bites or something, it's probably because you're hurting it, you know, or it just doesn't want to be touched. So in that respect, I mean, I wouldn't wish for a little kid to get bitten or anything like that. I don't want anyone to get hurt. But yeah. See, we don't know who made these comments. It could have been teenagers. It could have been, you know, just really just poorly raised people. Like I said, anytime something goes viral, you're going to have a few idiots who do this. And part of, I think, what really ticked them off is there's a two shot sequence and you can see this over on Petapixel. We'll link to it. And it's a cute shot where the little girl is like on a fake dock or whatever. And she's dropping this uh, this little duckling into the water. And it's kind of like, wee, here we go. You know, it's like diving in, you know, feet first. And then to the right, you see another duckling that just jumped into the water. Everything's good in that moment, in that photo. And then you see the next shot where the duckling who fell into the water, the first one, it's, you know, up above the water, it's swimming away. But the duckling on the right looks like it's floating dead. And it went in the water first. So people went, hey, that duckling, it must have died. It went in the water first. It didn't come up. But there's evidence and people have shown this online too on YouTube. This is what ducks do. They go under the water. Right. That's what ducks do that. It's not dead. It's not playing dead. It's just under the water. But people assumed, you know, they rush to that and then they're like, okay, you, you, well, you should die. Right. So it's just stupid. It is. It's unfortunate. And um, 
I, I like I said, I just I don't see any how, how anyone can justify wishing you know death or harm to someone else, um, you know, because of this, especially as you perfectly put it, clearly lacking context. Again, wrapping it up, I don't wish I never animals are are I mean, to me they're they're pure. And uh, I would never wish harm on animals. So uh, if you're a photographer and you're going to go down that road, I tend not to like to make blanket statements saying no one should photograph with animals. But if you're going to photograph with animals, especially if they are newborn animals and you're working with young kids, you should you should be tr- double, triple careful about <laughs> how you're doing it. These shoots are played out anyhow. Somebody should do a macro shoot with dust mites and children. Isn't that a thing? Start that. You will corner that market. I'd say you'd probably be the only photographer to do that. So we can go back to the whole niche photography with Don Kamarechka. <laughs> that might be a little too niche. Yeah. So Sharky, second story, another kind of <laughs> just what are photographers thinking? So this uh, came out last week and uh, the report of this article again from Petapixel going to be on show notes at nonamephotoshow.com states that a photographer, 64 year old Michael Warnock and 22 year old. So, so Sharky, let's do some quick math. What's 64 minus 22. Let's see the angle, the dangle plus the heat of the meat equals, I don't know. He's like what? 42 years older than her. Yeah. So, you know this and then listen, okay, that's, that's cool. You know, you want to do that, but here's the premise again, let's not jump to conclusions of us saying that someone who's 42 years older than the model is photographing them. That's cool. As long as it's done right. Clearly in this case, it was not done right because photographer, again, Michael Warnock, basically he, he found this model. Her name is Chelsea Guerra in Pennsylvania. She's a Indiana university of Pennsylvania student and decided to do, and this is of course on Craigslist, where else would you find this kind of a a shoot? Decided to have a shoot where Chelsea, the model, uh, would uh, basically pose nude wearing stockings in front of a strip mall. Sharky, help, help me understand this. Strip mall. How ironic, right? That's what I said in my, I think it was episode 261. It's just so ridiculous. So it happened at the Miracle Mile Shopping Center in Monroeville, Pennsylvania at 11 a.m. I believe it was on a Saturday. So people are out with their kids. They're shopping. They did this in front of a store which caters to children. And if you go look up the photos, you're they're censored. You're not going to find uncensored photos. So sorry, dude. You're not going to see something here. So she's wearing stockings and high heels and nothing else. So she's out there, let's just call it nude, in front of a store at 11 a.m. on a Saturday. And behind, it's not even an interesting background, like I said. There's these giant bins of like pinwheels and basketballs. How is that an interesting shoot? That must be so high concept that I don't understand it. It's just, it's crazy. You know, and he paid her $300. They found a $300 check in her car. And so he paid good money to photograph this woman out in public. And that was just stupid. Go find somewhere more secluded, a private residence out in the woods, a middle of a field where someone can't see what's going on, you know, somewhere where you're reasonably private. It was just ridiculous to do this. Now, you know, the way she was dressed and everything, it was a little bit too sexy and it might pose some questions that maybe people don't want to have with their children. And it's not your up to you to force that upon them. You know, they're out shopping. They're not expecting to have to deal with a nude woman and what's going on and why are the cops here to do this mommy? And, you know, she's just like standing out there. If you see the footage from the news, she's standing out there in front of the cop, not even trying to cover herself. It's just the most bizarre thing. Here's the thing that's funny. 
she didn't have a problem with this. She's like, oh, you know, nudity is natural. And I wasn't trying to offend anybody. What she had a problem with is that they found prescription drugs on Warnock, on the photographer, that he didn't have a prescription for. She was more worried that he might have had some Adderall or something else controlled or, you know, who knows, something for an, an infection. She had more problems with that than she was out in public nude. Unbelievable. There's a quote from the model in the article where it says, my nude modeling is honest work and I use it mostly to fund my college career. I didn't know uh, it was illegal at the time. And really, in hindsight, all I can say is that my intent or what I was trying to do was not to be obscene and shocking to people and offend people. So here's the thing. I'm with you. The nude photography or um, anything involving nudity, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, in terms of in an artistic way. Great. You want to do that. That's kind of how you want to uh, create your work. More power to you. Uh, Where I kind of, where you don't really have a leg to stand on is in this kind of ignorance is that this model is saying, well, I didn't know it was illegal at the time. So so in this situation, in this really uh, rare situation, both the photographer and the model, I don't know if they're just completely dimwitted and ignorant to common laws, you know, of uh, decency in public. But to think that both of these uh, adults were completely under the assumption that this is cool. <laughs> like he wants to pay her $300 to do a nude shoot. Exactly. Like you said, Sharky, go for it, go somewhere where, um, you know, you are, are not breaking the law in a way, you know, decency laws uh, in America, you're not allowed to walk around nude. I don't, that's just the way it is. I can't just strip down and walk around a strip mall or, and I can't ask someone to take their clothes off for me to take photos of them in front of, uh, in a public place. It's just the way it is, you know? And so at first when I was reading the article, I was like, oh, wow, that's, that, that really sucks. But when I read her response that I just quoted, I, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, how could you possibly not know, you know, that, uh, you know, it was not my intent. The intent is irrelevant. You, you know, you're in front of a store and uh, on a Saturday morning, it, it's just crazy to me to, to think that there wouldn't be consequences because someone, I guess uh, there was a woman who called 911. There were people that, if you look online, people drove by, they took pictures with their cell phones. They're like, what? you don't see this every day in Monroeville, clearly. Yeah. So here's the thing. She's 22 years old. She's young. Even though this is a common sense thing, she just, I don't know. She's used to doing nude shoots. She does it for the art. The interviews that I've seen of her, I believe her that she does it for the art and that she believes it's no big deal. That's fine. I, I completely believe that. But come on, you have to have some common sense. And the guy, the photographer, 64 years old, you've been around long enough to know that nudity in public is not cool. I, I just can't imagine being like, all right, let's go. Do, let's see, where can we do a shoot? You know, let's go do it at the mall. Let's go do it in front of this kid's store. That'll be great. There are no problems at all. No one will bug us because we're doing right. it for art's sake. So somehow just because we're doing it for art's sake, it'll be OK. No, there's no art exception in the law for nudity in public. Yeah, it's just again, it's when I read this, I just can't believe 2018. And I'm sure next year, Sharky, you know, episode, you know, 120, we're going to be, oh, it's 2019. Photographers are still doing these things. It just, and, and I don't think either of us are kind of like, you know, old fogies type of thing, like party poopers who don't know how, you know, think that everything has to be high and tight. I don't think that's either of us. And I don't, I hope no one thinks that it's just the absurdity, the stupidity of this is just, I don't understand. And uh, maybe that's the problem is that we're trying to make sense out of it. Listen, you and I grew up listening to Howard Stern, as we've said here before. So we're, no one's going to accuse us of being prudes anytime soon. 
Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, there are I think there are things that people do for shock value uh, in in cases like with Howard Stern and various skits and stunts that people in his orbit have done for the sake of the show. This I don't think is the case. I genuinely think this is just really ignorant, just behavior like uh, this is okay. Uh, So I don't know. I'm sure everyone learned something here. A few people got, you know, their kicks seeing uh, a new 22 year old girl in front of a strip mall and uh, maybe lessons were learned. I don't know. I just he paid her three hundred dollars to do this. This wasn't like a trade for photos kind of situation that a lot of models and photographers do. And I haven't been able to find this guy's portfolio or anything. So was he just a guy who wanted to spend some time with a nude model? That's just I don't know. There's a lot of guys out there like that, you know? Guys with cameras, GWCs, we call them. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, there's a comment someone on the article wrote, 22 years old, she's an adult, free to do whatever she wants. Yes, she is. She certainly is. She's an adult because she doesn't need parental supervision. But no, she is not free to do whatever she wants, you know, and that's the, that's the, that right there is a problem because unfortunately that's a crime that you committed. Uh, and, uh, you should know better that again, ignorance is not an excuse. Um, so maybe don't pose nude in front of the next strip mall when someone comes through on a Craigslist ad. Darn, I'm not going to answer that ad now. Thanks to you. There goes 300. You just cost me $300. I'm sorry, Sharky. (laughs) All right. So, uh, were you going to ask me something, Brian? Yeah, it's amazing. You you always seem to pick up when I'm about to ask you a question, and that one is, what is on your gear shelf? All right, so what's on my gear shelf? Well, in this case, it's in my gear bag, one of my mini bags, is a Giados rocket air blaster, the large model. I don't like the small one. If you're going to go rocket, go big or go home, I say. So everybody should have an air blower and get a good one. Don't get a little chintzy little kind of like roundish little one that doesn't blow much at all. You want to get something that's going to put out a good amount of air. Don't use canned air. First off, I know we have a large audience and I know somebody has done this before. I know people have. Don't take canned air like you would get to, you know, clean your keyboard or whatever, all the dead skin cells and all the other fun dust mites, whatever else is in there. This is the gross episode. And don't use that. Don't spray that into your camera. Just don't do that. You want to get an air blower, turn your camera upside down, you know, blow it into there, get all that dust and everything out of there. Blow, if you're shooting like, let's say a baseball game, whatever, and you got, there's a lot of dust or whatever, before you're changing lenses and such, and when you get home, blow that dust, that all that dirt away from your lens mount. Blow it all out, you know, get a like a uh, a little rag or something like that, like a wet rag and wipe things down. It's always good to clean your gear. You don't want I've seen people with some really disgustingly dirty lens mounts and they wonder why it looks like somebody sneezed all over their image sensor. It looks like their image sensor has the measles or something. It's horrible. So get yourself a rocket blower. I've heard of people, though, traveling with these and the TSA gives them a little bit of trouble because it's shaped like a bomb or like a rocket. You might want to cut the fins off just to make the TSA happy. But there you go. It's like 10 bucks. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think I've heard that too. But I, I, with time, I think people kind of now understand what it is, hopefully, especially when they see it in context with other camera stuff. So that's cool, Sharky. I have one too, my, my Giotto rocket blower. And usually that goes with me. And I typically use it not in the field, like when I get home, like or to the to the wherever I'm retiring for the night hotel or whatever. And I'll swap. I'll shoot out whatever dust is there because it is it's great. All you're doing is you're pushing air. You're not and totally no, no, no canned air. That's just really bad. I agree with you 100 percent there. That's an amateur move right there. So that's a rookie move. (laughs) Rookie move. Um, So Sharky, 
I like your pick. Thank you. And you know what I'm wondering? Uh, what's on your gear shelf, Brian? <laughs> oh, not to belabor the point, right? Um, so this is more for landscape photographers, uh, and it's something that I it go, this goes with me every on every trip. It's a it's a this headlamp, and headlamps are you know you can get one across any price range a bunch of different companies make them but this is by a company called petzl p-e-t-z-l and again these will be linked at the show notes but the reason why i like this particular well there are a few reasons why i like this headlamp first is that it charges over usb which i love because i don't have to hunt around for double or triple a batteries but then it has two different light modes in particular that i really uh, like i use all the time the first is kind of an ambient light mode so it'll actually sense how much light is around you and if it's um if there is some light, it's going to put out a, a kind of a lower discharge, uh, saving the battery. And then if it gets darker, then it makes the light brighter automatically. But the other thing that I like is, um, and this is pretty common for once you get to kind of mid-tier and high-tier headlamps, is it has a red light. So um, the reason why, in case you don't know, in case you do have a headlamp and it puts out a red light, is that it won't interfere with your night vision nearly as much as a traditional, you know, white light. Um, you know, when you when when it's pitch black and you're hiking through somewhere uh, and you're using a bright light, uh, that will really that can really affect. You know, your pupils are going to dilate, um, and when you turn it off, uh, the light, you know, you kind of takes time for you to adjust. Red lamps, though, the red lights uh, gives you enough illumination where you could see what's in front of you, but it's not that bright in terms of uh, the lux. So it just it also has actually could be a really cool effect if you're doing light painting with a red light. So um, that's kind of what I use, Sharky. Um, I'll get the specific model. It's the the Tika T I K K A uh, R X P is the one that I use, and I got this a few years ago at REI. And like I said, I love that I can charge it via USB, and uh, it just it fits well and it it puts out some bright light. Awesome, great pick. Thanks, man. You know what? You know what's also great? What? I think this episode was great. I think we did a great job. I think we're finally getting the hang of it 28 episodes in. Yeah, you know, got to start somewhere. So, Brian, where can people find us and find you? Uh, so they can find us, of course, at nonamephotoshow.com. You can get access to all of our show notes and links to our What's on Your Gear Shelf products and then just links to all the stories we're talking about. Uh, we're also at No Name Photo Show on all the socials. Me particular, Sharky, uh, my website is matias.com, M-A-T-I-A-S-H. And then I am at Brian Matias everywhere, B-R-I-A-N-M-A-T-I-A-S-H. Sharky, let's say someone wants to connect with you on the socials. How can they do that? They can find me on the socials, as you say, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where I'm Lens Shark. Don't forget the two S's in there. I'm not Len Shark. It's Lens Shark. And of course, I host the Petapixel Photography Podcast. 261 plus episodes. If you count my old show, I've done over 300 episodes now. That is insane. Time is flying. It's amazing. Excellent. So petapixel.com slash podcast or just type in Petapixel, P-E-T-A-P-I-X-E-L, and you will find me. Sounds great. Awesome. So what do you say we clap it out? Let's do it. All right, here we go. One, two. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, we will. Love you, brother. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the No Name Photo Show. Sharky and I would be thrilled if you would subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using and tell a friend. So how about we do this again in the next episode? Yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm.